Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. I'm Kai. I'm Marty. And I'm JV. Hello, everybody. Hi, Hi JV. Back. <laughs> Welcome back. Happy to be back. Happy to be back. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. It's been a while, but you know, this past year was just a funky one, to say the least. Woo! What a time it has been. Oh my god. What a time. Um, Yeah, it's been a minute, and it's been a moment, but we are here, and everything is good. (laughs) We are here, we are queer, and we're ready to, I don't know, start some shit. Yes. Yes. And everything in the room I am in smells fantastic, so I think <laughs> I'm in a good spot for this. That That is very fitting for today's theme. Yeah. So, um... <laughs> that, was, that was a bad segue, but I, I, tr- I tried, tried to do that little hey, setup, but it worked. <laughs> so, as a quick reminder to um, anyone who might not have listened to our previous episode... It is Pride Month, so for all of June, we are covering horror-adjacent films that have either LGBT themes, or actors, or creators. Mm. So, um, JV actually brought this one to the table. I had never heard of this movie, and I'm so glad that you suggested this. Yeah. This movie is <laughs> I okay in in honor of it being um of this being a a queer month the the, the queer month I suppose of the year um I of this year anyway I don't know wow my ability to speak English <laughs> is dying and I don't know what's going on anyway that's fine I got it it's cool bring that's it back okay. right so this story, the way I found this movie the first time, um, involves the first roommate I have ever had a crush on. Um, <laughs> so there is that. Uh, this is, uh, like, my my roommate in my junior year of college. Um, <clears throat> he was a movie collector, collected a whole bunch of films, um, like, He had this, like, booklet of DVDs, and there was well over a thousand DVDs in that little booklet. Um, And that was always in our our room. And one day we were just having, like, a little movie night. It was was a cute little thing. And he was like, well, what, let's look at, at, let's look at my inventory, um, as it were. And, like, what, what should we go with? What movie should we go for? I'm like... And he had mostly horror movies, and at the time I was not in into horror, so I thought, um, boy, howdy, did that change? Yeah, Jesus, did that change? Um, but uh, it was it was just an int- it w- it was an interesting thing, and he was like, well, okay, I have this movie here, which is um, more of a psychological thriller, um, kind of for part of it um he didn't say that that was what i would add after the fact 
And he said, it, it, you should be able to handle this one. Like, it, it should be okay. I was like, all right, cool. Let's go for it. And we watched it. And then I kept borrowing the DVD from him. And it, I love this movie because it is so interesting. And I think it sparked my sort of psychological interest in serial killers a little bit. Um, Understandable. Yeah. Like, like, because, I don't know, had like a vague interest in crime before, kind of, but not like in any sort of extreme way. But, um, like, the concept of... Well, I guess I suppose abnormal psychology and thinking about that and thinking about the ways in which a human being can go wrong in in whatever way that can possibly be taken um, and sort of looking at different case studies of in media, in well-acted and well-written media, um, <laughs> where like there's something clearly going on with the central figure of this, but also everybody else at the same time. And mm-hmm. it's helpful to examine that. Um. I, I think the way, actually, the way you got me on the hook for wanting to watch this movie was that you compared it to Hannibal, the TV show. Yes. Which is very accurate. Yes. R- okay. A very can... similar vibe. It does, doesn't it? Like, the the vibe of both of them is is very similar. This one, like, Oh, we haven't said what the movie is yet. Should we say what it is? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it'll be in the title uh, of the episode, but I guess we should also oh, say what true. it is. It is, yeah. it is Perfume Story of a Murderer. Yes. Um, it's a film from 2007, which mm-hmm. feels weird. To me. Starring the the dude um, who uh, was the voice of Paddington? Yes, Ben yeah. Washaw, voice of Paddington Bear. <laughs> a very wide range I- of <laughs> learning. As I scrolled through his IMDb page, I'm like, oh, he's in a lot of stuff he's- that I know. Um, he's in the most recent James Bond films. Um, <laughs> yes. He is Paddington Bear. He's in this, killing people. It's also, um, <laughs> worth it to shout out, since this is Pride Month, he is openly gay. Um, mm-hmm. That means Paddington Bear is gay. I yep. will not take criticism. Yes. <laughs> Precisely. Correct. Yes. And, like, I, he was also in David Copperfield, and honestly, he um, plays an interesting character in that one, too, but not as interesting as this one. Um, I mean, that, that's rude. That is so rude. That character is plenty interesting. It is just, like, not as, like, deranged i suppose as this one <laughs> yeah i mean this one, uh, yeah, yeah i can i can see like not very many characters reaching like this level of of uh i don't even know how to describe Bad shit <laughs> yeah he this ooh this little child this little this little john the baptist frog man um <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. So, okay. So his name is Jean-Baptiste uh, Jean-Baptiste Gromwy. Yes. Literal translation, John the Baptist Frogman. Yep. Yes. That's yeah. uh, <laughs> I I this is this this is based on a it's a movie that's based on a book. It's a very, very faithful adaptation to that book. Like very 
like all of the plot points within the book are hit with one sort of or I guess two exceptions three if I'm being like sort of pedantic about it um so one is that um uh in the book he kills 25 women um rather than the 14 or 15 I think it was in this movie um which I don't know. There are some technical things in each scene that like were added in the movie that I I don't know the effect exactly that they had or if they made him seem more good or less good. Um, But there is a (laughs) there is a a scene in the beginning that they kind that they missed out on in the movie that I feel a little sad about where this this dude adopts. Grinwee from the orphanage um, and brings him home. Um, and like after having a conversation with the woman who cared for him prior to that, like at the orphanage, um, <clears throat> she says something wild like, I don't know, most babies have like a smell and this baby has no smell. Like you can sort of get the sense of that baby smell when you like stick your head like right in there, like like right where the, the soft spot is on a, on a baby's head and just sort of take a whiff. And it apparently, apparently though, like in real life, that does cause some form of endorphin release, which is interesting because mm. the human brain is wild and we have... W- and babies evolved a way to trick our brains into taking care of them so we didn't leave their screaming asses behind when we were running away from a lion. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> so, um, so he says, like, yeah, no, most babies have that kind of smell. And, uh, he doesn't. He doesn't have that smell. He is, he does not smell like a, like a freshly newborn baby when you smell the top of the newborn baby head. Um, and this little, this, this guy is like, huh, interesting. Oh, no, he seems pretty adorable. Look at this little guy. And then he takes like, just a, just a look, it goes on for like three pages about this. And then (laughs) he takes like, just a slight, like smell of this baby and immediately wants him on the, wants the baby to be on the opposite side of the city. (laughs) <laughs> or even the country from him, which is Uh-oh. so wild. <laughs> like that is such a wild reaction to like. This yeah, baby this baby has don't no smell. smell right. What? Like, uh, uh, I don't like this. No, and like it's a little like sort of extra as far as the scene mm-hmm. is concerned. But I think it, I think it might have made it a little clearer and mm-hmm. less of a maybe less of a sort of midpoint twist when we sort of realize that he doesn't have a smell. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think that would have been helpful. Um, so I guess at this point we should probably go into the plot. Um, oh, I'm going to yeah. rush us through this because I there's so much other stuff I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, um, yes, please. <laughs> so basic overview. This movie follows Froggy Boy, who is born <laughs> in Paris, like 1700s, in a fish market, which is like literally the stinkiest place on the planet, as the narrator tells us. 
And mm-hmm. he is like immediately abandoned. Well, yeah, his mother abandons him and then the crowd like hangs his mother basically because well, she abandoned he sort of he cry she assumes he is dead at birth he is not dead and in fact cries because everything smells bad everybody assumed that his mom had tried to kill him um but again remember she thought he was born stillbirth that That's is how right. that happened um so she immediately dies because of the very first sound that this little child made. It's a poetic yes. little thing there. Anyway. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is kind of messed up mm-hmm. in a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> so he ends Trauma. up passed around from like an orphanage to this guy, this uh, Tanner, who he ends up working for. Um, and then one day he goes into the city for the first time and everything smells so wonderful so he's he's born with this incredible sense of smell where he can just like smell anything he loves every scent even like the really bad scents because it just is how i guess he constructs his view of the world uh so he goes into town and he's smelling all these amazing smells and he catches a whiff of this woman who's walking around selling plums and it's like the greatest thing he's ever smelled. So he walks on up to her and grabs her hand and just takes a big whiff, which of course freaks her out. Rightfully so. Understandable. <laughs> the most understandable and relatable <laughs> reaction yeah. to that on the planet. Yeah. <laughs> just... So um, he does kind of stalk her, which is very messed up and he like is going back for another whiff and he kind of like creeps in behind her and is smelling her and when she turns around she freaks out and to keep her quiet because there's like some people walking by he puts his hand over her mouth but he like grips her too hard i guess and he ends up smothering her so Mm. his first like his first I, i don't know if we would call this murder i guess yes it wasn't intentional, but, like, he still killed her. This is one of those moments. This is the other thing that was definitely, like, added that wasn't in the book. In the book, the people weren't there. Mm. So it was more of a he didn't realize what he was doing, but also he still did it. And there wasn't really yeah. an excuse kind of thing. Like, it, Yeah. So that sort of muddied the waters with this one a little bit. And I, I don't know how I narratively like the muddying of those waters or even morally for that matter. But like it's yeah. um it's a weird choice that they opted to have. And I Yeah I to I guess obfuscate like the blame, but I don't think it works in the way that they wanted it yeah. to. Like <laughs> Yeah. I mean he still ends up killing other people. So. Yeah. yeah, I was like, we're going to humanize him, but then also he is going to murder so many women. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> like this doesn't It's a weird yeah. line to walk, y'all, but okay. It's like... a weird line to walk. <laughs> uh so he ends up working for this guy who makes perfumes and because he can just <laughs> make the most amazing combinations of scents and he learns a lot about perfume from this guy um which like 
this man's basic theory on perfume is like there's uh i think he says there's like 12 different scents or something and then there's four there's, or there are three chords three chords that's right 12 notes in 12 notes uh four per chord um and uh all of them lead to like making the perfect scent and then there is that mysterious 13th note that ties everything together. Yes. And for, okay, forgive forgive my joke, but that's pussy babe. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> though hey actually uh, there's something about where I'm like wow like i <laughs> it's really funny <laughs> that part of this movie doesn't like add up in my brain but i'm like okay okay yeah. that's so, weird but also so, fine so for the rest of the movie like he's trying to capture the scent of like young <laughs> women yeah and... like in his mind this is like the perfect scent so, the, the, yeah, that's where the murder comes in. And mm-hmm. so he, he just, like, starts killing women and then, like, sticking them in, like, different vats of perfume to see if he can, like, you know, get their he- scent. And, like, yeah. the... The f- like the first time he like tries to like capture a st- scent, he like just like takes a woman's dead body and sticks her in like a tank of like flower stuff. <laughs> <laughs> flower goo. Um, like I yeah yeah like <laughs> I think it. I don't know what that stuff was. I forgot what it was. I think ultimately what he learns from this is. Oh, alcohol is not the thing that is gonna help me like boil this down or whatever, like it was for roses mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, because that's not how we do this with organic matter. The way that we capture scent with organic matter is animal fat. Mm-hmm. Yes. Ew. So <laughs> So he like he like starts experimenting with like there there's one point where he like goes to like a prostitute i think and like gives her money and then mm-hmm. he starts like slathering animal fat on her and he, he's like wrapping <laughs> her up in gauze and she's like freaking out because like she sees this like thing for scraping animal fat and it looks a little bit like a like a miniature sickle and so like she's like are you gonna kill me with that no no get out of get out of here you can take your money and leave and then he just like mm-hmm. clubs her over the head and then uh, wraps her whole body in uh, animal fat gauze, and mm-hmm. then shaves her head, <laughs> yep. and then takes her hair and uh, puts that in animal fat, and then just like mm-hmm. I don't know, squeezes it until uh, the sin comes out. I don't know how that works. I don't know uh, if that's how science works at all. I think this is kind of a fantasy setting. <laughs> This yeah, is the point but... at which liberties are being taken with science <laughs> yeah. and I like but I, I know that this is like a thing that like this is like that that the way in which this is happening is a thing. 
but I, I just I don't, don't know if it would happen on humans. <laughs> yeah, and I don't know that people have tried. Like, I don't I, think I that trying not. it would work. Like, because, yeah. like, I mean, in this, he has to murder them because they, like, won't agree to it or whatever. Like, by his logic, I mean. Like, not he has yeah. to do that. But, like, you know. Um, yeah. Like, so, <clears throat> by that, like, sort of, logic there he's like ah, i must kill them that's for me to be able to do this but like feasibly if somebody volunteered to try this like that i i can't see this being like that bad of a process like it would just be oh yeah i've put the gauze on we've wrapped it and now i've taken it off and there we go and then yeah. you've shaved my head i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that M- that Here I part. am, looking like Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> oh my god, every single woman looking exactly like Sinead O'Connor. I know, it's the so whole movie. funny. I'm like, oh. I'm like, oh no. It's like, like it's like off-putting. He would, put but... back, he would put them back where he found them, but like in like these weird like poses almost. I don't know if that was intentional, but like every time they would like pan over to a naked shaved headed woman, like my first thought was, this is a Sinead O'Connor album. (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could see that happening. I could see that photo shoot happening. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it was a weird thing to do. Oh, at a certain point, um, uh, Dustin Hoffman dies in a in a house yes. incident. Yes. Um, yeah, his house yeah, just collapses. It's like <laughs> I've smelled the best smell ever, and then he dies because his house collapses. Yeah, it's so bizarre, but like yeah. it makes sense somehow in the context of the movie. Every I mean, single person who, like, basically, it's anybody who could go on to explain who this person is, who could tell the rest of the world who Jean-Baptiste Grenouille is, is, like, dies. Just dies. Like, <laughs> yeah. dies, so that nobody ever knows who this man is, functionally. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if that serves a story purpose, or if it is literally just a, like, well, I'm gonna kill this person so that this boy can't go back there. Which I feel I- like is a narratively an interesting idea, but anyway, that's... Just a writer thought process thing there that just pops into my head. I'm like, does that add up? (laughs) Like, is that a thing that needed to happen? Or did the writer just like killing people? I think the writer might have just liked killing people in their stories. Valid. (laughs) Um, I mean, this is wholly a story about murdering people. mm -hmm. That is true. So, oh at, God! <laughs> at a certain point, we do meet Alan Rickman, who we were very yes, excited Alan to see. Rickman is um, in this. He's fantastic. <laughs> like every moment that he's yes. on screen is just incredible. That's um, that's just par for the course for Alan Rickman, though. Like yeah. any movie that yeah. he's in, automatically like that's who Amazing. you're gonna be watching. Yeah. <laughs> so his Truly. daughter oh, yeah. is this beautiful young woman who everyone's like in love with um because she's so <laughs> sweet and kind i guess i don't know she she um, has red hair much like the girl that he accidentally yeah. killed at the beginning of the movie yeah. um mm-hmm. so he kind of decides like she's gonna be his 13th and final note um mm-hmm. 
And so, you know, up until this point, he's killing all these people around town and everyone knows like there's a murderer out. And so Alan Rickman is like, lock up my daughter. We're going to protect her at all times. Like (laughs) nothing's going to get. (laughs) At one point they excommunicate him. Like that's going to do a fucking thing. Yeah, they they excommunicate (laughs) the murderer guy because like, I guess if he... If he's not a part of a church, then he can't go to heaven. But, like, I don't think they would have let him in anyways, considering yeah, like, he's murdering people. Yeah. <laughs> like, it I, is really <laughs> funny. Like, just the priorities. Murder is okay, but only if you're Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's like, it is, it's a scene, it's like a moment that, like, okay, one of the things that I absolutely love is, like, absurdist British comedy. I, like, it's a thing that I have, especially over the pandemic, like, fallen absolutely in love with, including listening to the entirety of um, the Beef and Dairy Network podcast in, like, a short amount of time. I don't recommend other people do that. That is not a recommended <laughs> thing to do. That is a bad idea. But it was very funny. Anyway, this is a joke that would fit perfectly in that. It is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> it is the most ridiculous bullshit thing to do. But like... Yeah. It. And then they they kind of do the same thing at the beginning when they're like, we're gonna kill this guy. And then you just like pan over and they're just like saying the most ridiculous shit that they're gonna do to this dude. Right. And like, yeah. and you just pan over and all these people are like, yeah, I can't crucify him. And then I guess hit him in the face. I don't know. <laughs> break every, <laughs> break all of his joints. And I was like, shit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Also, oh, y'all they do big say man. Okay, just kind of out of le- like out of left field, but I don't totally remember what it is. It's just very funny though. All all mercy, all all acts or forms of mercy are strictly forbidden to the executioner. That, yeah, and I was yeah. like, <laughs> so I'm sitting here like. He's an executioner. What do you mean, acts of mercy? Yeah. Uh, what? Like I, I think. Okay. I think that maybe they went. They meant that, um, mm-hmm. like by rule of the executioner, you are not supposed to be nice to the victim. Like that's like a rule from the executioner. But the way they worded it is just very weird. It's really like, funny. Like basically, it, m- hit him a whole bunch. Make it hurt. <laughs> don't be nice. <laughs> don't be nice. And then we go hang him. We ain't gonna start yeah. with the hanging. We will finish with the hanging though. Um and <laughs> like it's a whole like it they do a lot there. Um <clears throat> oh, so eventually he does get the thirteenth note. Mixes the whole that whole little scent of 13 women <laughs> that never gets that never gets a name which like for because and i i think that's intentional because what do you name the scent of 13 women like i don't know um, yeah i don't know I, what you name that <laughs> if i mean in my eyes if it were modern times i would call it drunk girl nightclub posse Ah! Okay, me. <laughs> <laughs> what? No. 
<laughs> but well, I, I suppose that's as good as name it. Good a name as any. Yeah. Oh no. I, the, I guess the name that they give it in the movie is like he like when he's wearing it. Everyone's like, "That is the smell of an angel." So I guess an angel. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a bunch of young girls. <laughs> yeah. It could apparently um, make a man gay for about five minutes. Um, yeah. Apparently, that's a thing it can do. But yeah. it's I weird mean, to me that they specify though that it's only women. Like apparently, yeah. they don't smell good, and I don't know. That's just like strange to me. And yeah, in the I, book, they they mention a thing about it being, no, it must be the scent of a woman, but specifically of a virgin, which they then oh. counteract mm. later. Yeah, because there's something about being tainted by the smell of dudes after that interaction, which I'm like, see, that uh, this feels uh, weird. But also, yeah, like, I don't know. I there's, don't yeah. like it when, when virginity yeah. is put on a pedestal. That's... Yeah, I don't either. Yeah. I don't don't know if this is, like, specifically a misogyny thing, or, like, the character is, like, specifically heterosexual, but, like, Mm -hmm. I mean, there's probably some nice-smelling dudes. There absolutely are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can confirm. (laughs) There are. Yeah. Like... I don't know if there would be during that time period in Paris because I don't, I don't know. How... Yeah, I don't think but... anyone would smell good during that time period. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Even no. no, nobody smells good during 18th century France. Not but even like... the royals. The royals also smell like absolute dog turd. It is Yeah, it's no. a bad scene, y'all. It's a bad scene. Yeah, like I do love how they managed to somehow capture that in the movie. Like they go real hard on like everybody is just comp- like totally dirty and grungy as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, they make sure to focus on like all the nasty smells too. Yeah, like especially mm-hmm. at the fish market in the beginning, they're like, "Yeah, this is oh. the worst smelling place on earth." And the way it's filmed mm-hmm. and like all these close up shots of stuff, like they really make you feel it. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh yeah. It, this uh, movie is one thing. It is visceral. It is like there's like ev- guts and maggots, <clears throat> and like they show you the fish's head getting cut off. And then on top of that, they also have like on a lot of the people, you can like very visibly see the grime, and like mm-hmm. they they like make a point to like visibly yellow people's teeth. So yeah. that you're like, oh, yeah. th- these people probably, they have, like, the nastiest shit breath that you could possibly Whoa. imagine oh, a person. Oh, I hate it so much. But and yeah. it's... It, they did a close-up that... on D- Dustin Hoffman, and, like, you could see the yellow in his teeth, and I was like... And his makeup looked terrible, as you know it would, especially if you're, like... An aging queen like just like Justin Hoffman, <laughs> Jesus, like like du- an aging queen like Dustin Hoffman. That which sounds mm-hmm. like I'm insulting Dustin Hoffman. I would like to make it abundantly clear that I am not. However, no. um, he <laughs> he looked a mess anytime he showed up on yeah. screen. 
in that white powder. No. Yeah. No, it was a bad time. Like, he... Mm-mm. There yeah, was too no, much man. powder. Them powdered white-ass wigs. That just... Oh it was like... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It's... <laughs> I... I... <laughs> oh, God. The clothing from this era... I... For a costume, the clothing is nice. Like for a like a a um, what's it called? What am I? Uh, for a period, a period piece, piece, like most period pieces, don't really capture work like working class people. Yeah, like ever. Which and it's I know just from the last few months, getting real into like just historical fashion and whatnot. Um. Like they they tend to not show that, and like it's it's never even like hinted at because like everybody focuses on the story about high society people and whatnot, mm. and no one ever focuses on like ah, but what about these people during this time period where like they can afford maybe one or two outfits, and like there are these exposed details on these outfits that I really like from like where. Like, from the first mm-hmm. woman that he murders, there's, like, a lot of shot of, like, the clothing that she's wearing. Yeah. And, like, it's dirty, it's grimy, it's all of these things. But there's also, like, for example, like, they're <clears throat> on the bodice that she's wearing, I can't, even, I can't even tell what type of material that's supposed to be. But at a certain point, there's, like, a thing that looks like if it was, like, that it might be some type of boning that was sticking out of, like, the front of it. And I saw mm-hmm. that and was like, this is the kind of attention to detail and costuming that I enjoy. It's not the yeah. high class shit. It is the, like, it's the working class shit that I appreciate. Yeah, like, yeah. A there's lot. like wear and tear and like, you know, these clothes are very obviously worn 24 mm-hmm. 7. You know, there people a... just walking around nasty in them. <laughs> yeah. There's a dude towards the end of the movie who, like, <laughs> was it. <laughs> In a scene that we have yet to explain, um, is experiencing a state of euphoria, shall we say, (laughs) with open sores on his face? Yeah. Just fully on his face. (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot going on. Every time I see that scene, I'm like, there's a lot happening here, y'all. There's so much going on. They make a point to let you know how nasty Paris and France are during this time period. Just, like, people with open sores and, like, fucking gangrene. Mm Yeah. Um, This movie ends, I believe, I'm trying to think of when this, this movie ends, like, I think a smooth twenty years before uh, Marie Antoinette like appeared in this area, um, and I just like so. I say that mainly to say like the um, <clears throat> that's uh oh wait hold on no yeah yeah it was twenty six years kind of. I don't know. I'm gay and math doesn't work for me. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel that. It's yeah. like the, the longer ago an event happened, like the harder it is to place it. Like I can place it within a century, but I'm like, hmm, when in this century did it take place? Don't ask me. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, it, well, she died in 1793 and all of the issues in France in general 
were throughout the entirety of that century. But, like, that was when the executions were happening. Um, So, like, it was... I guess, okay, then I guess it was, like, 20 years or so. But, like, it just sort of goes to show that all of the, like, all of that that poverty, that sort of unchecked rampant poverty and disease um, was just sort of there and present and, like, contributing massively to the fact that, like, mm-hmm. all of this uproar mm-hmm. was going to happen. Yeah. What, um, what, uh years is this supposedly supposed to take place in? I don't... It ends in 1766. Okay. Um... I don't remember when it starts. So, like, a good 20 to 30 years? So, like, 1730s to 1760s? Probably less time than Mm. that. I mean, it's hard to tell, because, like, you know, obviously they hire, like, one actor to portray the character, and so, like, he doesn't really age that much. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to think. But... I'm trying to find the find it because I know it mentions it in the novel, and I'm just trying to see if I can find the thing. And it just see, I'm my <clears throat> in my mind because I'm thinking about other French history. I'm trying to place where the affair of the poisons would have been during this time period <laughs> if it was before or after. I think it was before because okay. I think the affair of the poisons was in like the 1600s. Um, hmm. But, you know, just, like, a lot of women were making poisons and stuff, and I... It, oh, I yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, that took me a second. Oh, my God. Poisons, yeah, they were, perfumes. What's they were the just, like, really? poisoning their husbands so that they could get with richer men and, like... Gaslight it, it was just... <laughs> Oh, my God. Yeah. So this, is, this, this story takes place in 1738. Okay. Like seventeen thirty eight to seventeen sixty six. Okay, this man was not that old. Yeah, he did not age that much. The amount of time, right? Yeah, Yeah, something like that. Yeah, the time that like was spent here, like there wasn't. Wow, that's wild. Um, wow. Oh boy. Oh boy! Can we talk about the ending now, because I'm like, yes, yes. Okay, so like he, they like find out it's him. They hunt his ass down because he like killed Alan Rickman's. I don't even remember what his character's name is, but he they killed Alan Rickman's daughter, and they find him it like out in the woods, like making his little girl potions. (laughs) And (laughs) oh my god! (laughs) And so they like catch him and they're gonna execute him by like you know like we talked about like they're gonna hang him up and like crucify him and bludgeon him and you're not allowed to be nice to him (laughs) and he like he like rolls up to this execution wearing this like blue suit just this really nice blue velvet suit oh yeah very nicely embroidered very very good (laughs) i wow just like it's a good suit Mm -hmm. and he like he like pulls out his little vial of girl juice and just like (laughs) oh god (laughs) not girl juice (laughs) oh no anyway go ahead i'm sorry he 
he puts on a handkerchief and starts like waving it around and everyone's like oh my god that smells so good yeah and they all just start yelling this man is innocent yeah this man is innocent he's He's an an angel angel. and And, like like, he like uh, throws the handkerchief (laughs) out into the crowd and everyone just like follows the scent for a second and then they all look at each other and start boning. <laughs> Just immediately. Like that, that is that is not an exaggeration. Literally, they pan across the crowd. They all start like feeling and touching up on each other, and then everyone is naked and boning. Like yep. <laughs> everybody in the crowd is boning. Young, this old, including the bishop. The bishop. Literally, yeah, yeah. the The bishop is is having sex with some random woman. I'm not sure who it was, um, but th- like literally, this scene is like quite literally. I watching it. I my first thought was literally this has happened in a Lonely Island song. It is called Boombox with Julian Casablancas, and they turn their boombox up and. The music is so good, everyone just starts having sex. And I was like, this is that, but with smells. (laughs) Yeah, basically. It was too powerful. Everyone started boning. And like... the one person who doesn't is Alan Rickman, because it smells like his daughter. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, man. There was... Oh, wow. I just realized there was like... There was a television show inspired by this in like 2018 what? in Germany. Anyway, really? it's a whole thing. Oh. Yeah. Like, I thought you were like, fixing to say like there was an American drama like based on this. And I was like, what? No. Yeah. No. But apparently it's Germany. There's a. This particular energy. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hannibal kind of did it pretty well, but like. You know, Hannibal is also. You know, just what? very unique. There is a. I'm so sorry. There is a Panic at the Disco song inspired what? by this. What? What? Called Which Nearly one? Witches. Nearly Witches. Oh, Ever since we oh, met. Oh, that's like one of my favorite songs. Oh shit! Oh my gosh! <laughs> my whole perception of that. I right. thought it was like. <laughs> this super romantic song, and now I'm like gonna listen to it and be like, "Wow, this is about a guy who murdered people to put them in a perfume." There's a song by Nirvana that was inspired by this called "Scentless Apprentice." Oh my hmm. gosh, I had no idea. Yeah, it was I... one of Kurt Cobain's favorite books. Wow, hmm. I know, right? Wild <laughs> into real life. I mean, I guess knowing the, how. This whole story ends. That makes sense. To yeah, me. yeah. It's S E N T S sense. I, I. It took me a second, and I'm going to move forward as if I had never heard that. Thank you, though. I do appreciate that. You're welcome. You're welcome, JV. Oh my God. Anyway, so the, I the, the 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 very end. Um, the uh, very end of the movie is so good. It is yeah. it has no right being that good. It's like it's like mm-hmm. kind of shock value, but also like it feels just like, the like only for way the way 
that this movie yeah. could end. Like, this yeah. is the only possible way. They, like, JV, you said in, in the book, he, like, basically during the scene where everyone starts having sex, he's like, oh, I hate humanity and I hate myself, right? <laughs> it's sort of, it's, <laughs> it's a, it's one of those, like, all that, like, one of the his drives for making the this scent is that, like, once he had made that first that first version of it, where he'd captured that one that one woman, and he put that on, like he noticed what it gave him a scent finally, and it made people treat him more like a human being. Because throughout the in the book, throughout the whole thing, nobody is treating him like a human. Um, like they're simply treating him like a piece of like a weird piece of garbage because he's a human who doesn't have a smell that any of us can like identify on any sort of level. So like everybody treats him weird cuz they just don't understand what the fuck to do with him because he they they're like it's that it's that feeling it's sort of described in the book as that feeling of when you know something's wrong but you cannot figure out why and it's because mm. it's a very small detail but like that one little detail like changes everything about the interaction you're having so it's that uh, mainly and like okay <laughs> and so in the so one of his drives is ultimately to be treated like a human being because he he realizes he doesn't have a scent and then is like okay i if i had one um what could i do with it he remembers that story that that um uh uh Italian Dustin Hoffman said, um, <laughs> "Could not remember that man's name." I'm like, oh. I'm like Mr. Perfume. Like, I've seen this Dustin movie Hoffman's so many character, times. Mr. Perfume. <laughs> Mr. Old Italian Perfume Man. Um, Master Shifu. Um, very specifically, he's like, I don't have like I. He said that thing about the like. There was that one time that there was a scent. That gave everybody this massive feeling of euphoria, um, mm-hmm. and like that. I think he said it was like mm-hmm. they found it in a pharaoh's tomb, right? And yeah, they unearthed the tomb, and like the smell was thousands of years old, and yet it still smelled amazing after that long or whatever. Yeah, right? it was a yeah. it was a wild thing, basically. And like he was mm-hmm. basically like, "Well, I don't know what that is, but if I can make the best scent in the world by capturing the scent of." beautiful women short whatever the fuck i can't i can't get into that right now but um (laughs) can't get into why that doesn't make any fucking sense but okay um but if i can do that then i can like i can have everybody like actually give a shit about me if i smell like all of these beautiful things they'll have to look Mm -hmm. at me and be like i i value you have value to me in this world um, mm-hmm. with, with there he is has that kind of a on. gender reading of this somewhere. Yeah, Ooh! I was kind of thinking about that. Like, um, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not totally sure what it is just yet because we literally just watched this, and I would need <gasps> to gather my thoughts a little more. But like, if he wants a scent, and like he's going after these women, like, mm-hmm. is it because? Maybe he feels like people would treat him kinder if he was a woman. I don't know. There's which there's feels something there, odd. Not, yeah, <laughs> which feels odd in it's the context little... of this era. 
in mm-hmm. France. Mm, yeah. Where famously... <laughs> a woman was beheaded. <laughs> like, where in... <laughs> famously women are not respected in any meaningful way, like, in yeah. most of society, even today. Like, so I don't yeah. know. Like, I don't know. I don't know, there, but there I think I like, see it. There's, like, <laughs> just a moment where, like, you know, the, <laughs> the scene where he, like, gets a little of the perfume on his hand and, like, the guy that runs, like, the... The flower pressing perfume place kind of like stops and like looks at him mm-hmm. for a minute and just starts talking softer to him because like yeah. the girl pheromones are like he's like hmm maybe I shouldn't be so mean to you and there's like a moment where like he looks like am I gay <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like what the hell just ha- like I. <laughs> I I do appreciate yeah. that. That was lovely. I think was. actually if I I now that you mentioned that gender reading, I think that's that's really interesting because it's making me think back to um not so much Silence of the Lambs as a larger thing, but it is making me think yeah. back to um the dude who supposedly inspired that. Um Oh, Ed oh, Gein said thank you. Yes, that's the name. Uh, mm-hmm. I was literally about to call him Edward just because that was all <laughs> yeah. that, like like I knew that the name Ed popped in my head. I was like, Edward scissor hands, fuck it. I don't care. <laughs> um anyway, that's um so this <laughs> so he um so like thinking about him and the fact and like how something something gender wise was going on there simultaneously mm-hmm. as well, which contributed a little bit to some of the things but also not really and it wasn't yeah, it was so much the gender like part of it it was mom the issues yeah, mom yeah. Was wild um mm-hmm. shocker if you abuse your kids and tell them <laughs> that all women are evil whores who will you know betray them and lead them astray then your son is mm-hmm. gonna grow up to hate women and murder them yeah how surprising shocker <laughs> like yeah. shocker um then yeah. also there's this like i don't know there's this thought in my head as well of like the um i guess i'm thinking of the breastplate more than anything else the literal breastplate jesus i hate that so much <laughs> anyway um but the, the, the literal breastplate right yeah. i i do too but i'm also like at a certain point then at a certain point, we have to acknowledge the fact that a belt of areolas is kind of funny. Like there's there's that a little is, bit, yeah. Like, like there's funny, a small yeah. amount of that that is a little bit darkly funny, but it's not like it's bad. But also, yeah. I mean, like it's mm-hmm. it's real people, which is bad. But also, like if it were in like a horror movie setting, I would be like, what is that? I mean. <laughs> the f- Fuck Texas Chainsaw got the closest. They didn't go that far, yeah. surprisingly enough. Jesus. But they did have, they get quite you close. Know, chairs made go. of human skeletons. So Oof. props, uh, props to to Texas. Props Chainsaw. to the props department. Props to yes. the props. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> um, oh god. Oh, so but, like the in the mm-hmm. very very ending of this movie though. Mm-hmm. Um, he has this thought like okay you know i could do anything i want i could rule the entire world with this amazing scent because everyone will bow to my will um Mm -hmm. but 
because he is so lonely and he knows like he will never truly know intimacy because people are so off put by him he mm-hmm. decides ah screw it i'll just go back to where i was born so he ends up back yep. in paris at, at the fish the fish place and mm-hmm. all the people working like look at him oh, and are no? like it's an angel he like dumps the whole yeah. bottle of perfume on his head <laughs> he dumps he, he the and they're like the bottle. bottle he pours the bottle of wap on his head um i <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's the only <laughs> But you're so right. It's just, it, it, it upset me oh that that thought God. came into my brain. But I was like, oh if I God. don't say that, I will, I will, re- I will hate myself forever if I do not say those words this one time. Oh, wow. Anyway, so yeah, he dumped the wop on his head, and <laughs> and then everybody ate him. Um, yep. Yeah. Like yeah, literally, so they, as is customary, I suppose. I don't know. Literally, like, <laughs> all of these hungry people gathered around a fire, turned to look at him, go, "That's an angel," and they crowd around him and eat his flesh, and that's how he dies. Mm-hmm. They leave. They ate the bones they from did. what I saw. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there are no bones. <laughs> they his clothes. They and just the left. Bottle were left. Yep, that's all that was left of him. And the very and last line is they they forgot about all or they didn't know what they they forgot about what they did, but what they do know is that they did it out of love, which I thought was I think is a beautiful ending line. It is, but yeah. like oof. it's so haunting. Like it is. It did is. it out of love for what? You didn't do it out of love for him. You did it out of love for the smell. Mm-hmm. This, the this woman like smell. overwhelming. <laughs> This overwhelming, <laughs> oh, overwhelming pussy stank, if you forgive my words. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I, I, I'm dying. I can't. Just, that is too funny. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, basically. Oh, it's... It's oh. so haunting. And like I the only way I can cope with the fact of like just how <laughs> like much this affected me as a line in my head is to make f- fun of the movie. <laughs> I don't know. Oh no, I totally get it. I do that all the time. Like that I fully acknowledge that this is a wild ass movie. Yes. It's one of my favorites is... because of like the context under which I learned about it. The like the poetic nature of parts of it that like mm-hmm. it like I, I know this I I don't know. It's a, such an interesting movie because I don't at any point in time in two thousand seven recall hearing that this movie was going to come out. Like I didn't yeah, I, don't I don't remember anything and it about must like have had a massive budget just based on like the amount of extras and all the costs oh, yeah. Yeah. to different set pieces. Mm-hmm. I think we this was definitely rolling. a movie that was optimized for Europe because I don't yeah. think yeah. anyone in the United States would be kind of super interested in this in a marketing sort of way. Um, yeah, yeah, that checks out honestly. Like well, it's because miss- yeah, they're missing out. <laughs> this this novel the novel was originally written in German. Not that that okay. necessarily that doesn't necessarily like <laughs> to, to clarify for everybody. 
I'm not saying that that makes this novel make more sense, but that thought did cross my head at one point. It's like, oh, that man was German. I understand this a little bit more. Um, It's mean, <laughs> a silly it, joke. Um, I mean, as a German, of, like, um, can content. confirm we are weird as fuck. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, like, in dear. terms of content, there is something kind of expressionist about it. So, like, I can yeah. kind of see the influences. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just like just like the way that this is like such an emotional story. Mm-hmm. And like it's horrifying but mesmerizing and like that's you know Very. that's, that's yeah. kind that's kind of how German expressionism is. So like yeah. you don't have you don't have like the artistic influences of German expressionism but like in the way that the story is told it's definitely there and that like, if you translate it over to, like, you know, adding the context of, like, oh, this was a book written by a German man, I'm like, oh, it just clicks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think it suddenly makes sense. This book came out, this also does feel like a book that would have come out in, like, like real long time ago, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. This book, the book came out in 1985. Interesting. Wow. Right? Like, this This is a, like, as a story, it's a relatively, like, newer story overall. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a, it's not anything that's, like, extremely old and extremely, like, I don't know, like, there, it's, it's a story that, like, doesn't feel, hmm. It feels dramatic as hell, it's... does not feel over, like, over told in any way. Yeah. And it and it, it like hasn't been adapted in many ways with the noted exception of like the this one film adaptation and the fact that a Criminal Minds episode was based on it. And apparently there was a German TV show. That's not really notable here, but like that's mm-hmm. a, you know. Mm. That's a thing too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I feel like like we were kind of talking about this during the movie, but like you know with period pieces like it the with both movies and with books like there's something that like feels really timeless Mm -hmm. with that kind of like if it's done well especially like if like with period pieces you could feel like it was made like either you know maybe five years to Mm -hmm. i don't know like 30 to 40 years ago like yeah totally yeah if i if if alan rickman or like ben wishaw weren't in this and it was just kind of like people i didn't know i would feel like i wouldn't know when this came out i would have guessed like maybe late 80s early 90s but like that's just kind of where my head is yeah yeah that there wasn't a lot of like film things that like <laughs> ways that they utilize yeah. the camera with the noted exception of that one moment where he became a bloodhound for no damn reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> where where I was like, that okay, that great. feels I dated. Felt like that, was, like... that was that felt like it was out of Twilight. And like yeah. Twilight came out like two years later. So. Yeah. I, like that moment I was like, wait a minute. Like I even though I've seen this movie so many times. That one moment, like, I feel like, I feel like there are actually several moments in this rewatching of it where I feel like I saw new things again. 
Mm-hmm. Like, you know that weird thing where, like, <clears throat> you've watched a movie a whole bunch. Yeah. Y- you enjoy it a lot, which is why you've watched it a whole bunch. And then you realize, oh, shit, um, I've seen, like, I... The, like I've I've missed certain scenes here. Mm-hmm. Like I had a reading like of this dude. Details. Yeah. yeah. Like I had a reading of this dude as asexual for a good long while. I don't know that I fully hold all of that still now because there's like a moment where like it appears in a sort of like thought sort of sequency type thing where like the plum girl has, like, returned and they're, like, in bed together or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, like... Like, if, if he had a scent, maybe he would have been, you know, received kinder by her or something. Yeah, maybe right? she wouldn't have been afraid of him or whatever. Like, all of these things. And also, actually, there's another thing that they... that He's described in the book as being, like, disfigured and, like, sort of, hu- like, hunched over, kind of. Which is, I think, another, like, reason that he Mm. isn't treated great. Like, he's physically, Mm. like, like, I don't know, something is physically, like, up with him. Um, Is that why he was walking weird? Like No, well, maybe. But, like, he was described as, like, like, fully being, like, not great to look at. Um, Mm. In the book. Like, it was a... Was it, like, kind of glad they or... I'm kind of glad they mm-hmm. get they got rid of that honestly for the movie because like I I don't yeah. like the association of disability with murderer. It's just yeah. doesn't Agreed. Sit right with me. Yeah. Agreed. Plus, like, it's not one that I enjoy. Plus, as like a story that's specifically about like or like using you know sense of smell as like a an indicator of like i don't know goodness or badness based on like mm-hmm. you know how the story is told like having like him be disfigured doesn't really make sense yeah um, it, yeah it works only in the book in like in the description of him like in the way that you like you get a sense of like well i guess for lack of a better way to uh, i don't actually really don't like the 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 description there but like there's a sort of there's a wretchedness that like mm-hmm. you get from him as an overall character sense that you get from the book really well that like i suppose the the actor ben does an, a phenomenal job here like he he mm-hmm. he sells it he does i mean he really he does he, <laughs> he very is... much has like <laughs> he's he's creepy as hell i know this. there's very. like this coldness to him which again makes it even yeah. more shocking that he's also paddington i'm like yeah. wait the, I, the range like there are, there are I points where i, I like that. kind of like, feel sympathetic for him and then he turns yeah. around and like I mean, like, Kills very obviously, three women he, like, murders, the next scene. murders <laughs> a bunch of people, but, like, yeah. but, like, there there are moments where, like, maybe mm-hmm. I should feel kind of bad for him, just because, like, that's kind of how the story kind of yeah. frames it. Like, I, mean, I recommend... Protagonist, I recommend but, the book because of that, because it you do get that sense of, like, that sense of, like, oh, I do kind of feel for him a little bit, in the mm-hmm. like, even though he, there's like 
the things he does is more egregious than the other one, but like it becomes sort of clear as to why. Yeah. And it and I think that's the one thing in the he... movie that like it's a little difficult to tell like exactly yeah. why in the beginning. Like yeah. and I don't know. Yeah. It's a whole thing. But I I do still feel like Ben Wishaw did a really good job of like mm-hmm. conveying this obsession with like smell and like just obsession with like these thoughts in general like oh yeah in his like in his acting and like in a lot of scenes where he has no dialogue he like i don't know he has that kind of obsessive physicality when he's around a woman it's it's very good like he's very good at it this man is a very (laughs) talented actor and i like yeah i i can't handle it it's yeah the the other thing is i mean very obviously alan rickman did a great job i'm thinking about the very specific scene where like right after they catch uh Mm -hmm. uh ben wishaw's character for like killing alan rickman's daughter and he has that little (laughs) monologue that's like really weirdly intimate and I'm like, it is yeah. how, how... deeply sensual. Yeah. And he's, I... he's going, he's going to be, he's going to get inside of Ben Wishaw's blood, and like, he's you're going to feel his like disdain for eternity or something. And it's like, yeah. good lord, man! I if I'm you said that to me, like... I would be like, well, mark me down as scared and horny, I guess. <laughs> Like this scene must end with kissing. Like there's like, there, like yeah, no, if I'm like, looking if you watch it without the subtitles on and you just sort of like blur out yeah, the words the fi- just a wee bit in the brain. Their faces are so close. I'm like, oh <laughs> And they like zoom in on like their faces and like I don't know, there's like a a weird way that the camera focuses on like Alan Rickman's face as he's talking where like mm-hmm. I don't know there's like a way that they make you look at his lips I don't know maybe that's just me maybe that's just me but were you really letting, I don't think letting your I don't Alan think Rickman... that was just you. <laughs> it, did, were you staring at his lips during that moment too I, I wasn't but I've also seen this a whole bunch so like I have I have I I don't know. That don't scene know. every time I'm looking at like I'm looking at his face and how like how it is moving he's as a so whole. So intense and so like good. the way his mouth moves as he's forming these like very angry words. <laughs> and like the pauses in between the word like it's Yeah. I Maybe I'll be I'm just honest. Gay. Maybe I'm just a gay man. 1,000%, 1,000% yes, there is that. But also, like, as a like as an actor, one of the things, as a voice actor specifically, because I, I do not think I could deliver a physical performance like that. Just, I'm, I'm throwing that out there. Don't think I can do that. But I do think I could vocally do something similar to that. But, yeah, anytime I have tried, it doesn't, give that same level of intensity. I wish it did, but it and doesn't. Do you, th- do you think it's because we, like watching the movie and watching Alan Rickman, we have that added sense of physicality? Yes. Yes. Yes, but also like I do think 
I, I do think not looking at the screen, you would still get exactly yeah. what this man meant. Like in that scene, yeah. like you like, and that's that's the that's the thing I like right there. Because sometimes if I am not looking directly at a thing, like just like throughout most of this for not to date this at all, but I, I not to date this in like if anybody listening to this looks back at like when I'm at when I posted photos and whatever. But I was uh. hand stitching. I was hand stitching um, part of a gown during part of this um, because that is a great thing that you can do. Well, uh, you, that's a great multitasking thing that you can do while watching movies of various kind, various kinds. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was doing, I was doing that on like this one specific line in the thing, and like, I anytime I like sit down and like do something like that while a movie is playing, I have to be confident already in the actors that are on screen that I know that from the vocal from the vocal everything that they're gonna deliver, that they're gonna sell it to me. That they're gonna mm-hmm. sell every single thing that's happening on the screen, like just mm-hmm. right to me. And I think that they absolutely Sold the hell out of every single scene in this movie. I think yeah, they did they a did. great job. I like mean, every, yeah, mm-hmm. every yes. every moment of this movie kind of knocks you on your ass. Like, ooh, it does. That is a great way to put it. <laughs> like, if I were to put a quote on this movie's DVD cover, that would definitely be it. It'll knock you on It'll your ass. It'll knock you on your ass. Sign Marty. I'd be like, damn, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, Frogman. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so we are... I know... Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to ask, um, because like we, we picked this movie for Pride, um, what what exactly is the uh, like the connection here with like, uh, like LGBT? I think well, the actor is the main one. Yes. Yeah. That and the fun little... I Did I mention that my roommate was gay? Did I mention that the roommate that recommended this film to me was gay? I don't think I mentioned that in the beginning, you and I meant to. Somehow I just Wait, assumed is, it. Oh, absolutely. Is Ben, ben Washaw a gay man? Yes. I yes. know that. Yes. Oh. Yeah. Ben is gay. Um, And I... Uh, my roommate who recommended this to me was gay. I don't think at the time Ben was out, but I don't think it really mattered. Uh, But at... At at the time of like this film being recommended to me, um, but like I don't know. It was I watched the film initially because my 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 fellow my 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 roommate my fellow gay roommate was was very cute, and he recommended a thing to uh... me, and therefore I had to do it. Um, <laughs> and then I and I did, I've... yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm stuck with this film that I cannot stop thinking about. Um, <laughs> like, I because that. I don't know. Like, there's something about the. Um, <clears throat> I actually, if also, um, if we, if I can read queerness into other parts of the actual story itself, the desire for acceptance is all the way through this movie. Like, oh, it yeah. is admittedly kind of shitty the way this man goes about it. And by kind of, I mean extremely. But, like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but it is also still there. Um, yeah. And I was, um, 
before we <laughs> before we all started watching the movie earlier, I was thinking about Cruella. Um, uh, I, yes. No spoilers, I promise. But like thinking about just how people have reacted to the movie and the character itself, and like thinking about what makes a good villain and all of these other things. And when we go back to an older villain um, from a from an era in time, because let's be real, Cruella is from an era in time. Uh, yeah, very, very specifically, kind of like a very fur-centric um, era mm-hmm. of time. Yeah, um, and like that's all I'm, well I'm and not, fine. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure where in time specifically this that movie is supposed to take place, but the I can 40s, see the 40s, I believe. 70s. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, that's when they. Oh, the um, mm-hmm. the movie came out in the 60s, but I think. Just like oh, based I was on talking Cruella. about the. Sorry, I was thinking of the new. The new one is like very the new like one seventies. The new one yeah. is seventies. The original I, was. I think she was supposed to be forties Hollywood glam, if I recall correctly. Uh, kind she might of. be a little, a little washed out, maybe. Like yeah. she's been like holding on to that for about twenty years. Yeah, um, that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I mean I do think I I think those movies are supposed to take place in the sixties. Um, but like Cruella as like mm-hmm. her character is very like you know, furs and like all of that and like she does kind of, you know, accentuate a few different things from the sixties, like, you know, fun hair or, you know, the <laughs> oh, God. the kind of yeah. uh um, mm-hmm. like the slimmer dresses, but like the furs, it mm-hmm. are very forties, and like it's like something that she hasn't been able to let go of. Extremely, mm-hmm. and it's it's like, but like looking at that specific thing, and like a lot of people in a lot of like various media things have said functionally that 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 the well, this Cruella got rid of like that fur thing, it just. Um, the uh, director has said publicly, even prior to the movie coming out, like that that this one wasn't like actively going out there and like trying to hunt some Dalmatians like at this moment in time. Like, it was sort of prior to that moment where that might happen, um, possibly. But also like this is the one that was like anti-animal cruelty overall. But like mm-hmm. you can still have her be against furs without her being like without her no longer than being Cruella the thing that made her Cruella was the obsession with the thing with the obsession with the thing that she could make from these dogs so that obsession still is there in a whole lot of different other ways and the way mm-hmm. that shows itself and the toll that that takes on the other characters around her and like all of that is all right there in a way that i think makes it a good adaptation but not like but one that must stand exclusively on its own and not be the prequel to any yeah. of the other ones we've seen that was definitely mm. the impression i got too um yeah. actually now that you're talking about obsession, though, I'm like, ooh, mm. dogs, perfume. Okay, there's some mm-hmm. ties. There, there what? is, and there's also like, oh yeah, the 
the tie between the dog and the perfume uh, in this movie with the little elf looking dog. I forgot about that little dog. That dog was so cute. (laughs) He smells... He smells Ben Wisha and is like, oh, that's that smells like my owner and like kind of follows Ben Wisha around for a little bit because of uh, the smell. And ultimately <laughs> is the reason that he is <gasps> exposed. Hot. Exposed. Oh, God, uh, he's exposed. Um, yeah, the dog digs so- up like a huge clump of hair in uh, Ben Wisha's like little house quarters at the <laughs> perfume factory it's not really a factory but like you yeah. get what I mean. which then leads yeah. to that dude to the dude who like he who he worked for i suppose being murdered um, for the crimes that he did not commit because it yeah. was absolutely Grenwi who did it um which like i don't know that felt a little odd as like a resolution but like Mm -hmm. it's one of those things like it it was one of those psychological things that like kind of made sense with the justification of like ever of like yeah the whole all of the politicians came back in and were like listen we need to get justice because justice needs to be like on paper serve so nobody talks about this anymore yeah. um, but i mean it is fitting for the time period yeah and also Just that like, dude is a bad dude anyway so i'm not really mad about it yeah. <laughs> he was um, a man yeah. in the 1700s he was a bad dude i'm sure yeah that's, that's true <laughs> so we are Jesus. we have passed mm-hmm. the hour mark so i'm gonna cut mm-hmm. things off i feel like there's a lot we could still talk about, but I'm going to cut things here. Um, do either of you have any last thoughts? I, this I was really... a good one. Yay! <laughs> I'm glad that y'all liked this. I was, like, nervous briefly that, like, I was nervous briefly that I had chosen a movie that, like, that just, I don't know. I always get nervous whenever I choose a movie for anything, um, just at any point in time that I've selected the wrong thing. Um, but I, I, I love this one a lot. Yeah. Um, and yeah. it, I... Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed this one and I'm really glad you suggested it. Um I am too. Um, this is definitely one that I think we like would yeah. not have found on our own. Totally. It's not I... traditionally a horror film, but it is terrifying. Mm. It it's is dark terrifying scary. ordeal of being known. <laughs> <laughs> it's dark. It's it's got it's got them dark elements. There's a lot there. Um I I recommend people listen to the audiobooks. The audiobook is very well narrated and Ooh. very well done. Yeah. Yeah, um, actually I kind of want to now. Highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, very good. And it's actually a relatively quick one too. It's like a um on Audible I think it was like 9 hours or something like that. Like it really wasn't that long. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, I could honestly yeah. like do that in one shift at work. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um mm-hmm. So, JV, if our listeners want to find you and listen to your other projects, where can you be found? Oh, why, yes. You can find me <laughs> at Red Black Golden with the black spelt part spelt kind of fancy, um, B-L-A-Q-U-E for everybody. Um, Red Black Golden on pretty much all social media. JV underscore reads for JV Reads the T, wherein I read people's tarot cards, um, on a relatively weekly basis, on a mild hiatus as we record this, simply because I'm getting new music. 
Um, and I'm Ooh. waiting for the new music to come in before I finish editing, you know, all the new stuff. And we got new podcast art because I found a creator Ooh. who makes art that I really love. And and it, it, it's, it's so cute. It's so cute right uh... there. Oh, and like, so um, I really, yeah, so just on a... A cosmetic break, as it were. Um, <laughs> but we'll be back better and stronger than ever very soon. Um, I, you can hear me uh, on Losers A Love Story. Um, yeah. Where uh, <laughs> we do uh, the, the retelling of it. I, I, may have, I may have murdered somebody with an axe in the last episode that came Ooh. out. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> I'm always it's here fun. for good old I hope you didn't axe murder. steal their smell. Uh, no. Nope. I <laughs> honestly, it's one of those things where, like, that moment was like the thing that happened in that episode was so far from a planned thing. But as soon as another person in the scene suggested that a certain character make an appearance. I knew immediately that before that scene was over, I was going to murder them. <laughs> and it was just sort of how that was going to go. And it worked out wow. perfectly in in that very cinematically pleasing way. And uh, I play Mike Hanlon in that, everyone. And I highly recommend yeah. giving that a listen because it's a more thought out Mike Hanlon than any than any time that Stephen King has yeah. mentioned Mike Hanlon. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> I believe it. Hmm. I, I really um, believe it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, I'll blame the drugs for that, though, for him anyway. Um, <laughs> I've given him the benefit of the doubt. Um, but yeah, give that a, give that a listen. Uh, and uh, any other things that I do, you can find them on my main Twitter page or Instagram. Uh the links will be there. Awesome. Yeah. Um I'll also post a link to your Twitter in the show notes of this, if that's good with you. Yeah. That works for me. Sweet. Um for anyone who wants to keep up with our podcast, you can find us on Twitter at Netflix underscore in underscore kill. Uh we are also on Patreon posting bonus episodes every week now so Woo! definitely go check that out um hannah and yeah. i recently did a little like initial reactions recording for the new saw movie spiral which was oh, a lot of fun shit. i'm gonna um, be real i'm kind of contemplating going to see it and that being the only saw movie <laughs> i will have seen i mean <laughs> I think that of out all of all of the them. Saw movies, I think that's the mm-hmm. one I would say, yes, go see. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I, my my thinking is, like, it's, like, one of the only movies I'm kind of interested in going and seeing in the theaters now that everything is opening up. And, like, yeah. I'm still going to wear my mask and everything, but, like, I, I miss the theater so much. Yeah, I oh feel that. I, it was... Uh, like a heavenly experience to go see that in the theater mm-hmm. um yeah so uh if you want to hear our thoughts about that that's on the patreon and as always thank you everybody for listening um yeah 
Yes. Pride be plentiful. Woohoo. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>